0: Hi everyone, welcome to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. I'm Jen. And I'm Kaylee. This week, we are interviewing a movie star. Hollywood,
1: da-da-da-da-da-da, Hollywood. That's right. (laughs) We're talking to Alex Liu, who just released the documentary Sexplanation. Yeah, he was
0: on my TV. He was on a lot of TVs, in streaming up a storm. He was in my Netflix and chill. <laughs> his documentary is basically a deep dive into sex education in the United States, how it sucks, uh, 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 uh. how it shouldn't suck, no. but really, his documentary is all kind of looking into how sex education can really impact us all and different ways that it can be better and we can kind of come together, not that way, but with... <laughs> Or maybe that way. (laughs) With people of all walks of life to make sex ed better. Yeah. So just, (laughs) God, I'm just, help me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The documentary really covers a lot of ground and is expansive and uh, it's amazing. You should watch it. You should listen to this interview where he goes into even more detail than in the documentary. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: Thanks so much for joining us. We start off every interview by asking our guests their pronouns and sexuality. So if you could let us know that, that'd be great.
2: Yeah. Uh, he, him, they, them, uh, and queer, gay. Yeah. That's kind of how I generally identify.
1: Yes. Good. I love those. Those are great pronouns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we just recorded an episode about bisexuality and, and Jen and I were talking about, you know, when whenever we decide to identify as bisexual versus queer versus whatever it was an interesting talk
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's yeah it's i mean uh, yeah i i do kind of prefer queer in general just as kind of like uh but maybe that's more of a political stance on that end, on that end but but mm-hmm. the, the 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 idea of like uh like the queering of my life has been something that's been really fun fun to explore yeah.
0: yes i love that love to hear it I feel like I've only recently heard people use queering as a verb, and I really yeah. like it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, do, it's, too. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I, I think so much of my life has been spent just so afraid of that aspect of who I am. Just so mm-hmm. so much wasted time. Really leaning in into that has been one of the, the big benefits of, of this movie, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If anything, it feels just more intentional, like choosing the life that you want to live when you queer it. So I'm, I'm all for that. I love it. (laughs) Now let's kind of, I guess, regress a little bit. Tell us about the sex that you had growing up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty, pretty awful. It was mostly silence. And then when sex was brought up in any way that was instructional, uh, it it was just around the the, the negatives, right? Like the risks, the fears, the worst case scenarios. Um, which makes sense because you know, I, I would even say you know people ask this a lot of me and I would say most people don't even really get sex ed they get pregnancy mm-hmm. education and they get disease education yep um, <laughs> it's it's not really sex ed um, because sex is so much more than those two things it's very rare that you mm-hmm. become pregnant or get a disease when you have sex but but the way it's presented it feels like it's that's like the, the main thing you should be worried about so so yeah, yeah. That, that, that's my sex ed in a nutshell I think it's pretty common
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much everyone we talk to says that.
2: Yeah, abstinence is the best choice. Celibacy is godly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and obviously, that can be pretty destructive in the long term. Did you get anything from your family?
2: You know, I I, I think it was more the same. You know, I, I I did grow up in a pretty. I mean, they they weren't conservative anyway, but but maybe um, temperamentally they were conservative, right? You know, I, I think <laughs> grown up to be modest. I have memories of, you know, just, you know, tense moments bringing up the word penis, vagina, Mm -hmm. ask your father, you know, father never says anything. So, so it was, it was, I think it was discomfort all around. And I don't know if if, if I hadn't come out of the closet, if we wouldn't have spurred a lot of more of those, uh, those discussions. But, you know, I I think there was never anything like gay is wrong or sex is bad, Any No negative reinforcement. It was mostly just silence. Yeah.
1: Just nothing. What was it like coming out to them?
2: Oh, horrible! <laughs> oh, <laughs> it no. was. A, uh, I mean, I mean, mo- I mean. Of course, looking back now, twenty years of hindsight, I wish I'd come out earlier, uh, yeah. because my parents. Though we all made a lot of mistakes, and it was a tough road to get to a place where uh, it, we became comfortable with with the idea. The The overarching kind of fundamental core was love between all of us to try to figure it out the the love was always (laughs) there. The support was always there. And yeah, and I I think, you know, it, it, I, I give both my parents a lot of credit for very quickly getting out of their own kind of egos. And, mm-hmm, yeah. and pushing past comfort zones to meet gay people, go to gay prides, do things that they never would have otherwise. Uh, my mom has now marched more gay pride parades than I have. <laughs> so, so, so it's That's uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, so uh, you know, it's been uh, a wonderful journey for us. Uh, and this movie has just been just such a great way for us to kind of, you know... Put a, put a nice little cap to, to the fact that, that now it feels like there's nothing left there. Uh, and that shame or fear is, is really not there anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: that's yeah. so nice. I, I loved the conversations you had with your parents in the, the documentary Explanation. Oh, thank you, you. Yeah, like you said, you can really see like the love and respect that's there. They're, your parents are so cute. <laughs> they <laughs> make so each other cute. laugh. and it, Yeah, it was adorable. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes. I can't believe they were willing to be in the documentary. Like, uh, I feel like my parents would never.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, that just goes to show, you know, people ask, how can I get my parents? You know, and I'm just, I think I'm just privileged, lucky to have parents that, that are willing to do that. You know, especially because, I, I mean, I did give them final cut. I was like, I'm never going to mm-hmm. publish something that you're not comfortable with. But yeah, they put a lot of trust in me. Uh, and, and they they had no idea at all what the movie was really about, other than the two interviews we did. <laughs> um and and so i think they were a little scared a little a little trepidation in terms of like how are uh-huh. what is he doing and how he's going to use his footage um but it's it was i i mean i was i was puking you know <laughs> i i sent it to them and i was like two hours of me puking oh uh, my god yeah, i was it's,
0: gonna it's, ask if you watched it with them yeah no i
2: still i mean i watched i wish we had watched it in a theater together but unfortunately it, we, we couldn't but to hear the response Aww. afterward especially my father who who while supportive really questions why I want to be a filmmaker Mm -hmm. you know he's really just was really hoping I'd want to be at least an engineer or something like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) so 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 for him to see like oh this I I get what you're doing and I can see how our family story could maybe help people become a little more brave with their families that's just it's just been rewarding beyond anything I ever anticipated in making the movie yeah
0: yeah that's
1: amazing. What was your favorite uh, scene to film? I know that Kaylee and I have our favorites. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, to be honest, the ones that I I was most terrified for, but came out just like so energized and like my my whole mind just shifted. Oh, well, I'll say first and foremost, Kristen Gilbert when she gives the definition of sex. Yeah, the crew we had was mostly queer. So we were all like bawling at the end of that interview, you know. She <laughs> framed sex and sexuality in a way that I've never heard before. I mean, a weight just lifted. You you really feel like yes, like you you really get present to the fact that so much of my life has been trying to control and repress this aspect of myself, like don't show too much, don't be too gay, mm-hmm. don't do this, you know, blend in, you know, you know, really you know you know s- s- choke and stifle this this core aspect of who I am and yeah her listening to her talk about how that's just a fool's errand it, it's it's never going to work it's only going to hurt you you're only committing violence against yourself mm-hmm. it was just such a huge I mean I mean I I feel so indebted to her to to how I feel my life after the interview but but honestly some of the interviews I, I enjoyed the most were the ones with who I disagreed with the most Mm-hmm.
1: Um oh yeah, that the uh, right to life rally. I know you right.
2: love that. <laughs> I mean it was definitely uh uh I, I think it really was because it it really made me present to the fact of how little I talk to people I disagree with. And mm-hmm. and and if and if when I do talk to people I disagree with, usually family members, that's the only people who I'd come in contact with, it's like screaming, yelling matches, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really productive and it's not really Helpful or constructive, (laughs) destructive in many ways. Uh, But you know, when you have a camera there, when you're trying to be more an objective observer, and you have to, it takes a lot of emotional work. So much emotional work. Mm -hmm. But if you actually there and listen to what they have to say, and and try to have an actual dialogue, it just made me realize how how weak that muscle was for me, and how much I want to actually strengthen it because it's it actually is like a if you can get in a good groove where both people feel respected and listened and heard to, and even if you agree to disagree, it feels like this very addictive sense of connection that 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 is that is rare in my life yeah
0: yeah
1: feels like you just climbed a
2: mountain exactly exactly (laughs) exactly it's work though it it is work and you can't do it for very long at least i can't yet but yeah
1: yeah (laughs) practice makes perfect right Right. (laughs) i love that your favorite scenes were very like deep and emotional my favorite scene was the mri scene yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) right so so spoiler you know so i i masturbated an mri machine (laughs) for science and (laughs) it, it was it was um not sexy yeah. yeah no yeah being a lawyer at that was hilarious
0: watching that i was i had so much empathy for you i was like i can yeah. feel how uncomfortable you are and i would have been that uncomfortable too <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, doing yeah. that alone let alone having like a camera crew following you
2: <laughs> not only is there a camera crew filming and you're trying to make sure you get the shots and everything's working there is a countdown they, they only it, it's so expensive to get the mri time you know they have to, you know, it's like a 10 minute window. So you have to get it in 10 minutes.
1: (laughs) You know, orgasm, uh,
2: orgasm (laughs) under pressure. (laughs) Exactly. Orgasm under pressure is just, is so awful. So, so yeah, but, but you just kind of, um, dig deep to, you know, your deepest, darkest, you know, imprinting fantasies from youth. (laughs) Um I was gonna it, it, ask,
0: are you allowed to have a visual aid? No,
2: because <laughs> because that would interfere with uh, right. the data readings. Yes. So it's oh. just this, this oh. sensation. Yeah.
0: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> wow. I'm I'm impressed that you even were able to do that an MRI Machine. I I, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> if been in there and those things are so claustrophobic, I feel uh-huh. like I'm about to like, I don't know, scream while I'm in there like, get me out of here. <laughs> I would not be able to touch myself in the machine. So
0: kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to you. Thank you. What was your favorite scene, Kaylee? I mean, that one was definitely up there. Um, I mean, I I really loved all the conversations with parents because, uh, I mean, in, in similar ways, I know that... Those things are really uncomfortable and being able to connect with your parents, especially when there was, like, a culture of not talking about that stuff growing up. Or, like, for me, there was a lot of, like, shame around sex kind of given to me from my parents' religion and whatnot. Mm. So, like, seeing you connect with your parents in that way uh, felt really good, kind of cathartic.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's so nice to hear.
0: Yeah. And I mean, also seeing you talking to a range of people, uh, because that's something I, I'm super interested in when it comes to sex education, because there's such an intense divide between yeah. people's opinions of it all. I mean, and you yeah. can totally see that in the documentary. Like, uh, was it the Republican guy you were talking to about porn? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> You're like I'm sure I could I, I can suggest some porn that you and your wife would connect over.
2: <laughs> I believe it. I believe it's out there. Yeah, uh,
1: I do too. And honestly, his reaction made it seem very clear that he had watched porn before and I was probably into it. I was
0: like, You're a little liar. You're a little liar. Maybe he'll show he'll show it to his wife and be like, "Look, honey, we should try yeah.
2: it." I, I would hope so. You know, I, I think the divide around sex education is just so. It's so intense, and it's so heated, and it's di- divided on so many different axes and levels. Yeah, you know, I'm asked a lot. You know, what do we do? How do we talk about it? How do we convince the other side? How do we, how do we get these religious people, these conservatives, to understand? And mm-hmm. I, I, I do believe there are some people for for one reason or the other are are just not willing to listen. It's just not worth our time. It, it's just not something that 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 is worth. While to try to persuade, but I I do think there is a large majority in this country. Polls show, you know, that 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 most people, even Republicans, do believe in sex education. But the question is the specifics, the devils in the details, and mm-hmm. and I think the one thing I really did learn around this whole process is the only way through is listening. That is the one thing that I I, I didn't do before. Mm-hmm. That I feel like. Uh, without this movie i don't know if i would have ever got there but but if i want someone to hear where i'm coming from to respect where i'm coming from to tolerate to listen non-judgmentally but i'm not willing to do the same it, you just can't move forward and and, yeah. and i think the one aspect the, the one aspect i do think that the right the conservatives religious right do have a point on a valid point on is sex is so intertwined so deeply intertwined with human spirituality with intertwined with morality, intertwined with how we connect with each other, and and those questions are so difficult to to get to in a classroom, you know, and mm-hmm. and really are the purview of of a family. That the argument is always: this belongs in the home. This is something that has to be taught in the home. Most people aren't talking about it, so so it's kind of a it's kind of a specious argument in many ways. But I do think that if we frame sex ed instead of like teaching kids all the things they need to know about sex, which is a- impossible in many ways, mm-hmm. but instead helping families have difficult conversations in the home. I think maybe we could break mm-hmm. through there, you know, that that ultimately that schools need to work in partnership with parents yeah. to have the conversations that parents aren't trained to have because most parents just, you know, if we had a bad Think about how bad our parents had it. <laughs> but basically, you know, I'm asked this all the time and, I, and I, I struggle with it, but I do think that parents do have a point here, that conservatives do have a point, but, but schools also have a point, right? So so we have to find a way to work together. In some ways that my mom was thinking like, honestly, school should just be having like parent sex education days. Like parents really need to, <laughs> <laughs> like, like first you need to give it to the parents and yeah. then have the kids. Or it is a parent and children ha- having it together, you know, kind of th- that is why we put that in the movie because, mm-hmm that was the first time where it clicked to me where I was like, you know, it, it's not just the kids. We're all dealing with sexual shame and, and unable to know where to put it and how to f- manage it. We all need help. And so that that's just kind of where I am. And, 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 and as you can hear, like it's, it's still something I'm, I'm struggling with.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I think yeah. I agree with you and that, I, I mean, I think s- sex, especially, you know, ugh, it's, it's such a, A sticky subject because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I I can understand why parents, you know, maybe have their different ideas on what is morally right and wrong and what they want their child to think about sex. I I get that. Uh, The part that I struggle with is that I personally have vastly different views than the ones that I was raised with. And the ones I was raised with were very much heterosexual marriage sex is the only kind that's okay and here I am a bisexual polyamorous person (laughs) (laughs) and it's been really hard to work through all of that shame and it would have been really great for me to have people in my life that could have been affirming of things like queerness and like I don't. I don't know if we could trust all families to provide that kind of like safe environment, which is tough. Because then it's like, well, then who?
2: <laughs> yeah. What do I, we do? <laughs> it, it is yeah. tough, and and ultimately, the the politics of all of this is is kind of where I land. You know, politically, as you can see in in most elections, you know, parents hold the power. Like like mm-hmm. parental rights is something that. That is very strong in this country, in most in most countries. and And it is a compromise to say to to kind of have the separation of parents and and schools. But it, the way I think about it, may, maybe I can say it in, in, in more you know specific terms, like that a school should say something like most people masturbate mm-hmm. and they live perfectly normal, meaningful lives. There are gay people. they have se- there are same sex attraction. There are transgender people, and they live totally perfectly normal lives. But whatever the values your parents want to teach, that's that's up to them. You know, the facts are one thing mm-hmm. and the values are another. And to me at least, that maybe is a, a way to break through a lot of the political problems we have in implementing this. Mm-hmm. That that if parents do have a real have real say, have real leverage in the matter, we can then get some of this good information to kids, you know, yeah. and ultimately that that's that's the, the goal. The goal is to give kids information. And, and, and I think schools have to be really, really, really careful not to tell p- p- kids how to, they feel about the facts, that the values about the facts, even though most, you know, you, I, every teachers probably have very strong feelings about it. And I think it's a very difficult moral argument to make that gay people are wrong. I, I don't see how you could make that argument. <laughs> but if we, but, but if, we want, if we want sex ed in schools good sex ed in schools Mm -hmm. but there has to be that Mm -hmm. barrier i just don't see how we can do it otherwise
0: that's an interesting point it's hard when you get to things though like i mean everything that's going on in our current political climate uh, there's all kinds of laws going into effect now that are trying to stop teachers from being able to talk about lgbtq issues not only in sex ed but in like other parts of school right. Right. and that they exist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it's uh, <laughs> this, I always get so frustrated, but also like juiced when I talk about <laughs> this, because I'm like, it's such a big, seemingly insurmountable problem. And yeah, I haven't been able to figure out, like, yeah, you can't argue yeah. against people's religious morals.
2: <laughs> you can't. You yeah. know, it's impossible. It's, it's a fool's errand to convince someone that their religious values or morals are wrong. It, it's just, it's it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if this is the way forward. I, and I have my own issues with it. But I, I almost do think that we, I'll, I'll say progressives on the left, liberals, those who are in favor of conference like sex, we do have to maybe get a little better. Speaking the language of religion, speaking the language of spirituality, you know that that, and then this is where I'm getting a like kind of like that that I think the left often kind of ignores mm-hmm. that spiritual side of sex, you know, that and I felt the same way, you know, as a middle finger to the church and to society, <laughs> you know, I stuffed as many cocks in my mouth as possible. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, indiscriminately, you know, it was like a little uh, F you to the world, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it, I was ignoring this big part of sex, you know? You know, I think if we, if we addressed a lot of the fears that parents have, you know, like I, I think when a lot of parents here were teaching about gay sex ed, they think they are teaching kids about anal sex. Mm-hmm. You know, they think the work, because they, they have no realm of, you know, yeah, frame, of have, frame of reference, they have no model at all. So their mind goes into the worst possible place because they're also living in this crazy, shame filled world. Right. They, there's a lot of unprocessed things going on there. And and so to change a lot of the language, even around the abortion debate, you know, like I think. If the frame is like pro-choice versus murdering babies which is a horrible framing but that's the framing they have right mm-hmm. pro-choice is not gonna break through you know like pro-choice to kill babies yeah. but if we frame it around the spiritual compassion love of women of gay people you know frame it around the morality that they're they that they that they're fear it, is being lost mm-hmm. that, that's maybe a way through because in the conversations I had in the film like that was what I was most struck by that, that we actually agree on a lot of these things in terms of we want to protect kids, we want kids to be safe, happy, healthy, we believe that understanding consent and understanding conception, all these things are are necessary, but where we differ is is in those values, and and, and so being able to kind of hear, listen, echo back the the valid points that are there, Mm -hmm. but then also then try to speak in the same language in your own values I'm not great at it, but but that's kind of where I feel like that's the only chance we have. Yeah.
0: God, that was beautifully put. I, <laughs> I I feel a lot of the same way that you do when it comes to these things. Like I think it's it's hard because you feel really strongly about certain issues, and yeah. I know some of the pushback that I've had is like, do you want to be giving? these people a platform because like jen and i've talked about this a lot like i i don't necessarily want to be only talking to people that agree with us on this podcast because a lot of the reason i want to have it is because i want to make meaningful change and i don't know that we can make meaningful change by residing in an echo chamber of people that all want the same thing Mm -hmm. so that means Mm -hmm. we have to venture into you know territory of people that we disagree with and finding common ground but then what what do you like, you know, what what do you say to that kind of other side of the coin there, which is like you don't necessarily want to be giving attention uh, to things that I, maybe are I,
2: I think you have to really you have to be discerning because there are a lot of bad bad faith actors out there. You know, I would say Ron DeSantis, a lot of these politicians are harnessing ignorance to fearmonger because it's really easy to do mm-hmm. when no one has good yeah. sex education it's really easy to just say like they're teaching porn to kids in schools and that's the framing and that's all people hear. yeah and they, they don't know right and they're not going to go out and do the research about what it's like to get good sex education i think most parents if they sat in these classes they would be like oh yeah this is great i wish i had had it you know like i really do believe that
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: but but so so you have to discern, like, you know, the, the politicians, the people who are trying to amass power by fear-mongering and, and, and marginalizing people, you, you can't, you, you just can't. But but there are people who are conservative, who are, you know, religious, who really do come from it in, in a good, good faith way, who I think, whether it's family members or coworkers or, you know, parents of other kids at schools— I think there is a way that that if people feel heard and listened to and their and their honest fears feel addressed, you can break through a lot of a lot because that's ultimately what people just want, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think if you look at the politics of the last five, ten years, it's a lot of people who didn't feel listened to, who didn't feel understood, who didn't feel like, yeah, who felt like the culture was slipping away from them. And that loss of control just makes you gravitate towards people who are really just paying you lip service in, mm-hmm. in the awful most awful ways, but it feels at least like you're 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 being seen, you know, it's like that mm-hmm. moment. like when someone is talking to you and you feel like they're looking at you and care about you, that's so that's a drug. that's so powerful, it's so addictive. Yeah. Um, so it's giving that to to people and, and, and I'm bad at this, as you can tell, I, I love to talk, but <laughs> it, but it you know holding your tongue and really making someone feel heard really just opens the door for whatever your opinion your belief to maybe inch its way in and, and give someone the thought and 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 you know if, if you get stuck in an argument i think one of the best things that i've learned in doing this work is like to give someone like that golden grace of exit you know to give to be gracious enough to be like you know what okay maybe you're right even if you 100 do not believe that because you'll be <laughs> you'll you'll be amazed how people are like oh i did not expect that this person would consider that I'm actually right. And and I'd be ama- I'm amazed how many people, family members, especially who the next day, the next week, the next month are like, you know, that thing you said, you know, okay. I, I thought about it. It does kind of make sense, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it has to be, it's like this, this, I almost wish, and in many ways this is what makes good sex, right? W- what sex education should be is like communication, listening, all these things. If you focus on that first, I, I think I, I've been amazed at how far that can get you.
0: Yeah. That kind of sounds like I did couples okay. therapy for a while and it was kind of the same thing. Like so many fights are just because you're not feeling heard or right. listened to. <laughs>
2: That's, that, you know, ultimately everyone needs to go into therapy. Therapy is going to be <laughs> what saves <laughs> the world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> therapy will fix the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little curious to hear about how, kind of what was your process into making this this documentary like you said that you're a filmmaker and you know obviously you seem to care a little bit about sex ed and yeah (laughs) and all of that like what was your journey like to you know now being somebody that made a documentary like a full-length documentary which is Fucking rad, by the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll th- thank you. I'll try to I'll try I'll try to be succinct. <laughs> um so, no, so no, yeah. don't be, uh, don't be. <laughs> well, well, I think being gay, I think for many reasons has forced me to kind of see the world from the outside, right? That to really look and analyze the world from the outside and and to really cause me to question everything I've been told. Because mm-hmm. when you come out of the closet and you're open and you're free and the life is so much better and the world is so much brighter you realize well what else have i been lied to about How, what else do i believe that is completely wrong you know what else do i cling to that is causing me pain and, and so um i think that's why it led me to health reporting and to be a reporter because i was just so interested in asking as many questions to as many people about are the frames that I that I see the world through accurate? Is there other ways to see the world? Are there better ways to see the world? Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's why I was attracted to the sciences, especially, you know, like science is one of the most amazing, is the most amazing tool to discern what's true and what's not. And, and once you kind of go into that world, you realize, oh my God, like everyone's life would be so much better <laughs> if, they, if they just could, think about things maybe just a little bit, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just a little uh, bit. Uh, right. <laughs> and
2: and know, how much, it's and it's scary and it's hard and, and difficult, but, but the world is so much bigger and more beautiful and amazing. Uh, and, and the possibilities become so much more endless. And so, yeah. and so I, I led me to a, a life of health reporting. Um, but, but for many reasons, mostly good ones, a lot of the, the stories I, I was pitching around sex uh, we're not being taken mostly because what I was being told is what you want to do is sex education. You don't want to do. I need a story. What's the story? What, what, you know, it's interesting, but it's not a story. And so yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, screw you guys. I'm going to do my own thing and set out and interviewing all these researchers and interviewing all these experts. And what ended up was just education. It was not interesting. It was not a story. <laughs> and, and so um, I'm lucky, though. I have some great creative partners, specifically my, my co-writer, Leo Neri who kept asking me during this process, you know, you know, why, why do you want to do this again? You know, what is the point? You know, (laughs) what is, and I would, I would go as, as you can hear, I love long tirades and and I would go into these long tirades of, well, because of the past and these people, and if only people could see and all the shame I have, and there's so many people suffering and then don't need to, and they don't know they don't need to. And he was like, well, that seems like a story, and so <laughs> I was like, "No, no, no, no! I'm already egotistical, narcissistic enough. They don't need to hear more of my of my personal story. I'm already on camera, you know." But yeah, I, I think through gentle coaxing and 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 amazing support and lots of therapy, I was able to kind of piece together a story with through the interviews and 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 start asking much more personal questions during the interviews, really digging deep into. You know, the true deepest, darkest shames I have, mm-hmm. the fantasies I have, my masturbation habits, you know, <laughs> uh, a lot of different things. And so when that started happening, it started to click. You know, the last couple of years of filming, we're like, oh, we're on to something. This feels mm-hmm. freer. It feels funny. The interviews were more engaging and funny and and, and lively. And so... Yeah, it, it was a long journey. That was probably seven years from the from first frame we shot to the, the first wow. audience screening. Wow. Um, lots of therapy to get to that point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, but it was um, uh, just an amazing experience. And um, th- though it's still like very nerve wracking in many ways to put yourself out there in that way, it, it's been such, uh, I've gotten so much out of it.
0: Yeah, it just officially came out, right? Or it's just about to. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, it it goes into wide on demand release uh, June seventh in the United States. Oh, Okay. Um, so at yeah, the
0: time this goes out, it will have it coming will be out.
2: out. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's actually it's it's and but it's on. It, we're doing a short uh, small TV run on Fuse TV right now. So you wow, see, you can see it there, yeah,
0: yeah. Wow, you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question around uh, so. Jen and I have interviewed a lot of people, and because a lot of my friends know I love talking about sex ed and whatnot, they all tell me about their <laughs> sex ed a lot. And <laughs> through talking to people, I found that some people that had almost the same upbringing as me don't have the same like issues with it that i did like they don't have the same amount of like shame or you know Mm. weird problems about (laughs) sex that that i got so i'm wondering if if you have the same experience there like maybe that's just every you know every person's different they some people internalize messages more than others oh yeah what are your thoughts on that
2: Oh, yeah. I I think there's there's your upbringing and then there's your biology. And then a a mix of that determines kind of how you internalize these things. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm like a people pleaser. I'm someone who cares a lot about wanting people to like me. So I think the, the shame thing just hits a lot harder. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the gay thing adds to that. You know, if the life you want to lead. You know, some people are, <laughs> are are perfectly happy with a very, very heteronormative kind of that's true monogamous yeah. relationship, which is great. You know, uh, if, if if they really are happy, that's great. But you know, I think the one thing about watching this movie, it's funny. So many like um, uh, girlfriends have forced their boyfriends to watch this movie, and it's been a big resistance for them to do that. But then in the <laughs> end, they're having conversations that they've never had it before in their lives. And that's been the best thing that when straight guys are like, you know, I, I never, I, I wasn't aware even of, of the level that, of of things that I was not talking about Mm -hmm. that really do exist, you know, and it can be simple as just the masturbation thing. I think a lot of guys would say like, yeah, you know, I, I, I do have shame around that, you know, or, or. Just the thought about like my parents, you know, like yeah, I, it was a. We didn't talk much about it, and that did that does have an effect on how my sex life, you know, yeah. little things like that, you know. I, I do really think there is something where we all are aching to come out about in some way or another mm-hmm. that our life would be so much, mm-hmm. th- and that ultimately really doesn't matter. Like people really don't care, and <laughs> I, and actually would be amazed to hear yeah. hear that, you know. Uh, and so uh, that's been the best part of the movie. I, you know, I, I did make it for. Kind of queer people, thirteen year old me. People who are struggling with this, but the best part about Aww. the whole thing has been straight married couples yeah. who have been together for decades who have said, "You know, we had a conversation we've never had in you know fifty years." Aww. Thanks to your movie, so that that's been. I, I It's that's still so very horrible. difficult for me to process, but that's <laughs> wow. been like some of the the most overwhelming amazing. responses. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's great. That's really what you set out to do. It Was like. <laughs> Even I know. One person felt I just can't
2: believe it, <laughs> it worked. <didn't> like- <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I like. I was like, you know, before this is such. A, it's such a. It's such a making movies in many ways is, su- is suffering in many ways because it's 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 so revealing, yeah. and exposing, but. I mean, just the fact that I'm talking to you two about it and, and talking publicly about my sex life, anything like that is something I could never have imagined ten mm-hmm. years ago. So so oh, yeah. um it's it's been it's been such a rewarding journey though, though though. Um I don't know if I would have started if I if I had known that, what the process <laughs> would have entailed.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's been a journey for us too. Talking about our sexuality, <laughs> every time I tell a coworker to listen to our podcast, I'm like, "You will know things about me you might not want to." <laughs> That's great, just- though.
2: That's great. You're doing it, though. It's, it takes so much courage. Uh, like, yeah, oh, it's, it's 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 something that, I, I, for whatever reason, is just so deeply ingrained in our culture, and our society, that to be afraid of, to repress, to be to be negative, to think negatively of. It, we're so afraid of sexual pleasure and arousal. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's It really does. I, I, I commend you so much for being, talking openly about it and sharing it with your coworkers because I'm i not even necessarily <laughs> brave enough to do that.
0: Is that a good idea? I don't know. We <laughs> 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 haven't been fired yet. Um, okay,
1: yeah. So I guess I'll wait for that HR email. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that that our podcast and your uh, documentary have that in common, right? Like, we both experienced a lot of shame around our sexualities and sex in general growing up, and we were like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it like this? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we get to explore tearing down shame and, and that this documentary has also done yeah. that as well. I, I mean, I think it was beautifully
0: done.
2: Well, thank mm-hmm. you. That means so much.
0: You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Jen, do you have any more questions that you want to ask or we can start wrapping up the um, stuff? No, I, I
1: had questions and then my internet po- went out and I think I think the moment has passed. So let's, we, yeah, we can start wrapping Are you up. sure? Okay, Kaylee, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him. Just, it kind of goes back to a previous question part of the conversation we were talking about religious people and the values that they have and want to instill in their Mm -hmm. children. And I I remember being struck by the parts of the documentary that were about basically children's sexualities Mm -hmm. and um, how the, the one the I forget his name, the man at the Kinsey Institute was Mm -hmm. talking about how parents would like to just pretend their kids don't have sexuality and wrap it up for them and give it to them on Mm -hmm. their wedding night and be like, go (laughs) figure that Mm -hmm. out and how, you know, part of good sex education has to obviously start way younger than that. Yeah. And is also like ongoing so that even when you're, you know, part of what I think religious people are afraid of, there's like a moral panic around children and sexualizing children. And they don't even yeah. understand gender and sexuality, right. which is not true. Um, a lot of them do understand their own genders and sexualities yeah. and stuff when they're young and how, obviously as, as children, children, we're not teaching them about having sex, but teaching them that, you know, if you're a boy, it's okay to wear a dress or, or play with makeup or it's, you know, if you're a girl, it's okay to be a tomboy or, you know, it's, these are, you know, children understand family structures. They understand that they have, you know, usually a dad, you know, they, they understand that, you know, why couldn't they understand that two men can be married or have a family or two women or whatever it is. And so I was really struck by that needing to like break down stigmas Mm -hmm. around children, having a sexuality and understanding sexuality and how that is not like a bad thing or a perverse thing. yeah. So I think it's really important as well. And I, I guess I don't know how we move people in that yeah. direction of accepting that.
2: Yeah, I think th- I'm stealing this from a comedian, Joel Kim Booster, um, but he, I, he said something that really struck me, which is like, th- there are two types of people, people who want to be parents and people who just want to have mm-hmm. kids, right? And And mm-hmm. so people who see their kids as just extensions mm-hmm. of themselves uh, as part of, you know, as, as extension of their own ego. And then there are people who actually want to parent kids who want to raise happy, healthy, contributing members of society, you know, good moral beings. Yeah. And I think the people who in the latter camp, uh, you can reach. I, I think I think often it is exposure. I, I take my own parents, for example, right? I think my dad, yeah, when I first came out, he was very honest with me that, uh, seeing two men be intimate disgusted him. You know, just pure, flat-out disgusted mm. him. But he couldn't reconcile that with his, with his love for me. You know, he really was... They wanted to be there. wanted to be supportive yeah. of me. And it took time. I mean, he fell asleep through a lot of indie queer movies. He, he, <laughs> it, it, it took... It, the, you know, uh, and it was patience on my end. It, it was persistence not to give up on him. And, and now... I can be with my husband in front of him, hugging, kissing, and he's he's they're laughing with us. You know, it, it does mm-hmm. take. It's yeah. that small, slow, small bore of 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 worming your way through love. Like you have to lead with love, you have to <laughs> lead with kindness, you have to show people that yeah. there is nothing to be afraid of. Because if their only frame of reference is the sex negative, shame filled past that mm-hmm. they've been grown up with, it, it, you're not you're not going to win there. But 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 I yeah. think the other thing is I I do think a lot of parents don't give kids credit. I didn't give kids credit, you know, sitting in a classroom with eight, 10, 10 year olds and a, and a sex ed teacher, even with parents in the classroom brings up masturbation. What is masturbation? Why do people have sex? You know, and Mm -hmm. I tensed up. I'm like, this is too young, you know, (laughs) because my own sex negative past, right. Which which taught me that this was like, uh, pedophilic kind of situation mm-hmm. but very quickly you yeah. realize if you if you if you take the time to, to be a parent to be there for the kid you realize the kids have had these questions locked and loaded that no one was willing to answer them <laughs> they, they, you know you even in the womb you can see kids touching themselves you know th- that that a, yeah. a, a, a person when they're born understands that their body feels good um and often the messages are that if you make your body feel good it's a bad thing right mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. and, and we frame that as like robbing kids of their innocence mm-hmm. as like you know yeah. but why is making yourself feel good not innocent it's almost one of the most innocent kind of like yeah. pure, pure things you can do you yeah. know it, <laughs> exactly. and to frame it that way and I, I think i think a lot of parents will it, it will click for a lot of parents but like mm-hmm. yes you know why mm-hmm. is that you know and and a robbing of innocence is much more that the first time you become in like the i was robbed of my innocence when i realized that a adult i trusted lied to me or didn't trust me mm-hmm. or you know and the worst possible mm-hmm. case in many you know it's, it's it's the abuse it's the rape it's the non-consensual mm-hmm. touch that's the loss of innocence yeah yeah and, and and to frame things in those ways i think helps people because it's kind of like my whole mission in the movie where i realized at a certain point was like i didn't even know the definition of sex right i didn't even know the definition mm-hmm. of a lot of things when it came to sex and so m- most people have not even thought about it in that way so so to kind of meet people where they're at and realize that like there is a huge wall of ignorance and you have to be patient with that mm-hmm. but if you take the time to kind of speak their language meet them where they're at and 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 help them reframe and redefine a lot of these things i have faith that that'll help people kind of click and connect about why when presented the right way sex education is great for for the for the whole world really
0: for the whole family yeah yeah <laughs> so there is hope <laughs> i think so <laughs> yeah i i think that's such a good way to phrase that because i think When you have been thinking about sex education for a long time and talking about it for a long time, it kind of feels second nature and it can be frustrating like why don't you understand this thing why mm-hmm. don't you understand that like i'm trying to help you protect your children and, and make the world a better place but you kind of have to take a step back and remember that most normal people don't think about sex education right. all the time <laughs> yeah.
1: we're weirdos
0: We're weirdos. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know we we, we kind of did draw the short and the stick in that the sex lives we wanted did not conform with, 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 with the majority, you know, and so we're forced yeah. to think, so mm-hmm. sex ed, w- you know, really would have saved our lives in many ways, saved many people's lives in our positions.
0: That's a good point. For and, sure. and
2: so, you know, I, I think it, it is like the, it's like the, I, I don't know if you remember, I was pretty heavily involved in like all the sex, the, the, the sorry, sorry, the gay marriage debates in like 2004 mm-hmm. to 2010, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And, so much of the the strategy at the time was like do never show two people of the same sex being affectionate right make mm-hmm. it about equal rights make it this kind of heady intellectual mm-hmm. argument. but of course that <laughs> wouldn't work, work. Well. <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't people are not there you know it, it's the problem with the left it, mm-hmm. they, they leave with the policy and and mm-hmm. the, the logical rational reasons why but mm-hmm. that's not where people are P- people are, most people are trying to are struggling to make it to the next day, much less think about these larger issues that don't really affect them, or they don't think affect them, right? Yeah. And and so I I've just kind of and, and kind of the in, in making the movie, I realized that the first time the first kind of draft of the movie was so much angrier, it was so much more antagonistic and blamey. <laughs> you know, I had to get I had to kind of exercise those demons, I think. <laughs> but when when I got down to it, I was like, you know, I need to I need people to understand on a on a visceral, physical level, you know that the sexual shame we all deal with creates massive disconnection among the people we love the most mm-hmm. it's it's it, that is the saddest part to think that so many moments so much time with my family my my parents especially has just been silence or has been fear or has been discomfort because we were all not used to talking about this thing that is so yeah. in- integral to everyone's life
1: mm-hmm.
2: and if we frame it that way that it's not about like Sex education is not about teaching you how to have good sex. It's about how to be more fully expressed in your day to day life with the people you love the most. I mean, mm-hmm. how can you say no to that? It's kind of it's kind of where I am at right now.
0: Yeah, leading mm-hmm. with those emotional arguments. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> like I, a lot of people that yeah. I've seen change their views on, you know, gay marriage or. you you know abortion or whatever have known some had a personal relationship with somebody going through that thing and just kind of it normalizes it for them and it sucks it sucks that like just because you're gay you're now shouldered with the burden of getting your family (laughs) to accept you uh hopefully Yeah. yeah i think (laughs) that sucks
2: (laughs) it's it's this is from a a neuroscientist in columbia his name is dr carl hart um he's like the first black tenured neuroscientist in the ivies um Mm. but i i i was lucky enough to sit in a talk with him and 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 it was a but with a bunch of uh queer black people i was lucky enough to be there to film it and the one thing he said that's always stuck with me is like yes it sucks this is our cross to bear you know we are we are saddled with way more suffering than we deserve but ultimately that is just our lot in life it's it's we, we you know we drew the short stick but but what we decide to do with it that's the only thing we can focus on right and and so much of my life has been spent in anger and 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 that feels good in the moment but it's ultimately destructive to yourself it, it destroys your psyche to be in that that place of hate and 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 anger and and, and so what i've been trying to do and it's it's so difficult and i don't want to do it most of the time it is is try to see how, how can i how can i be grateful that this horrible burden has forced me to see the world in a way that i never would have otherwise to see the vast beauty to have much more empathy towards people who i might never otherwise have thought about you know to to be someone who can be there for people who don't deserve it. Who can listen to people who haven't earned it, and and maybe because you realize that that's all I've ever wanted in my life, and ultimately that's what most people really want in their life. I mean, if you can, and if you can use it in a way to move forward, it, it sucks that that that's our cross to bear. You know, you know, it really does. I wish it were another way. Mm. Uh, I really do. But just like your podcast, just like people putting tons of different art in the world you know if, if we can be that that voice of love you know that that that's sometimes my, my biggest concern is like i've said love is love is love for so long but i've hated people for also so long you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know how do i actually live that value and, and 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 making something like this expressing myself forcing myself to talk about it with people like you has been so helpful for me to understand that the work is possible it just takes a fucking long time <laughs>
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yes to all of that. <laughs> You're make me cry. <laughs> yeah, for real. That is definitely something I I I need to work on as well. It's hard. We all <laughs> so. do.
2: Everyone does. You know. It's 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 like it, it's the biggest irony to me that that I feel like. I am starting to actually live Christian values right now, like <laughs> like like the actual purest, okay, th- it the is purest over Christian dead. values. <laughs> like like i uh, like, oh, there is a point to this. It's just so perverted and twisted and destroyed, <laughs> but that is the way forward. That is the way, you know. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. We're going to watch Alex slowly descend into a uh, conservative <laughs> Christendom. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, He's going
1: to become a Catholic oh, oh, priest. Oh, oh, so you know.
2: I mean, they're probably having way more orgies than, 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 than I am. Than I I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, like, Oof. ultimately, the goal, the goal is the querying of the world, right? Is to all of us... Mm to let that that one atypical kink quirk desire out that everyone feels you know it's just so much it's just so much more beautiful and lovely and lively and 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 as someone who struggles with depression as someone who struggles you know with suicidal ideation that sex and sexuality and connection and community and being fully who you are i mean that's i mean it's I wouldn't wish the depression on the world, but it's helped me be so much more grateful and see that beauty so much more vividly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that that um, I just want everyone to have.
0: Yeah. 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 Damn. So I
1: think that's probably a good note to wrap up on, like thinking about what the world could be in our... Are ways in which we queer it and make it more beautiful and more inclusive for people, hopefully. Fingers crossed. So on that note, where, where can the world find your documentary? Yeah.
2: So so if you go to sexplanation.com, we'll have all the links. You can already pre-order right now. Actually, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be available. But but yeah, yeah, sexplanation.com will have all the links to Apple, Amazon, Vimeo, all the places where you can find it. It should be on most streaming on-demand platforms worldwide. That's
1: so Cool, cool, cool. I know, Very. I'm terrified.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> is the cover, are you holding the dick cookie from Hot Cookie?
2: It is, yes, on, yes. On all
0: of them? Uh, yeah. I love <laughs> Hot great.
2: Cookie. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. After a night out in the uh, Castro, it really hits the spot. Where can people follow you and find any of your other work?
2: Yeah, if you go to Sexplanation on all the major social handles or Alexander that I'm also there for personal stuff. Um, I, I, I am... I am being told every day that I need to post more on social, and I, I promise I'll be more active there in the upcoming months. So, hopefully, yeah, find me there. I would love to chat.
1: Perfect. I, I know you're literally just putting this documentary out, but uh, is there anything else in the pipeline? Any other projects you're working on that you want to plug at all?
2: I mean, we we joked that the the sequel will be queer kink because we talked we talked to some amazing queer researchers kink Mm. researchers we spent the whole day at a trans health center which is like you know all the doctors and nurses are all trans and all the patients are all trans and and ultimately like when we started to cut those things those cuts for those scenes or each one of our scenes is at most four minutes Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. scenes were 20 25 minutes you know to get the nuance to understand you know to to talk about all these things in a way where because because we're living in such a sex negative ignorant kind of uh, culture, you know, you really need a lot of time to, to do the stories justice. Yeah. So I, I would love to do something like that. Um. And then and again, like as you can hear in this interview, you know, I'm struggling with like how do you love people, sex mm-hmm. and love, you know, so hard, so hard to handle, so complicated, so nuanced. That is something that I'm also interested. Like, how do you actually love someone truly who you yeah. who you don't who wow. you. Wow don't really like <laughs> <laughs> you know
0: just, just right. small things right. just little things you're working
1: on um well whatever you work on we better be in the next day um,
0: <laughs>
2: i would love to talk to you i would love to hear your experiences yeah i would love that <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. it's okay if you cut us out <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is such a cool talk. Thank thank you you. for letting
2: me uh, pontificate and rant and and preach. I I really appreciate it.
0: Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have you on again. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the podcast. And if you haven't watched Sexplanation yet, hopefully this interview will make you want to go do that because it is fucking sick. Yeah. And if you have any thoughts questions comments anything else reach out to us via email that's hello at sex not or you can ping us dm us what what else are we what else do the kids say follow
1: us oh yeah like us. smash that know.
0: subscribe button on our socials yeah. and that handle is the same as our name sex ed shouldn't suck you'll find it <laughs> yeah yeah.
1: There's really no one else like us out there, so you'll that's find that's true. Us. You can also check us out on our website at sexedshouldn'tsuck.com, where we have lots of amazing, beautiful, wonderful merch that'll definitely mm-hmm. fit you. Yeah, and you can check out our Patreon as well if you are interested in supporting us even more. Uh, there are lots of cool. Prizes and tidbits if you uh, Become a patron like titty stickers bits. And merch and Yes, tidbits <laughs> And <laughs> we could even call it your name Like we're about to do to our best friend And patron Bill Thank bill. you for supporting us
0: Bill Bill Nye Oh that's
1: the wrong Bill, sorry
0: <laughs> It actually yeah, is Bill Nye Bill Nye, Nye is our yeah. patron <laughs> <laughs> Bill Nye probably cares about good sex ed
1: he definitely does. If I know anything yeah. about Bill Nye, it's that he likes food, sex, ed.
0: And probably has a spare $10 a month.
1: <laughs> he probably does. Bill Nye is like so rich. He should be our patron. Is anyway, he?
0: let's look up his net worth. Hold on. This is going to be part of the thing. Okay. Bill Nye. Oh, I forgot to type net worth. Let's see. Eight million. You know, that's a little Yeah, less he was than on like was dancing with the
1: stars and shit. I it.
0: thought it was going to be more. You know, 8 million just oh, doesn't seem. Okay, well, this one says 245 million. So I don't know. Oh, wow. okay,
1: so somewhere between <laughs> 8 and 245 million. So <laughs> still way more than I have, no, no matter what. So, uh, anyway, tell them about our newsletter, Kaylee.
0: <laughs> just for the record, I don't have $8 million. I don't even have $1 million. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you can read about it in our newsletter, <laughs> which has a summary, of what's going on in the podcast, recent news, stuff is like,
0: shut cool up. Cool things around the internet. <laughs> yes, our newsletter, so which I write every month. <laughs> yeah, it's better than than this, than than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, Kent.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: can't Thanks inside. for mastering Can't our sound. Great. Yeah. Thanks Next for mastering week, our sound as always. We are doing a host episode where we talk in depth about bisexuality. Bye, bye,
1: bye, bye,
0: bye. bye. I I, hey, wrote hey. Bye, I wrote bye bye bye, bye, bye. cuz Jen is currently wearing an NSYNC shirt that says bye mm-hmm. bye bye. So, yes. yeah. sync was have. bisexual before it was cool.
1: I also have this this permanent tattoo that is bisexual on my arm.
0: What if your sexuality changes? Oh, I guess we'll have
1: to get a big fat X over it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like the red circle with the line through it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that for you. Anyways, (laughs) join us next week to find out if Jen is still bisexual. (laughs) I am. I am. Spoiler. (laughs) okay bye guys bye if we start letting the gays get married then Joey down the street's gonna want to marry the three toasters and we just can't have that in America
2: <laughs> so. which to be honest I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let Joey do what he wants <laughs> <Yeah>. I
1: know <laughs>